Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Uh, that, you know, if that doesn't amp you up, I mean, I mean, might not. I don't know. Maybe it will. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. And you are now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. Uh, joined as always. I'm doing it the Doug way. That guy is DMAC underscore LA. He is not sponsored by Coke Zero. So he says, get that off my exactly. table. DMAC underscore LA on Twitter, on Instagram. And the, the comment master at Noah Cameras is at the desk. Uh, you guys will see him also next week because I will be out of town on Thursday. So give him a hard time. But first, let's talk to Doug. He's the important one. The, the most wanted man in all of show business, Doug. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. A successful road trip. Kershaw's going to be back as a devout Kirschian. He's going to be back, hopefully, as a big start. Stabilize this rotation. Got some good news about some reinforcements on the way we're going to talk about a little bit. Fernando Valenzuela getting his number 34 retired tomorrow. Finally. Long overdue, right? So lots happening in Dodgeland. Lots to get into. Way too much to get into. So... If you guys want to help out, drop it in them comments. Uh, we we want to get more comment based on this show. We know the last few weeks has been so heavily in the rumors, and we have a lot of things we need to cover with that. So uh, that's why this guy's here, and he's going to join in with some of the comments. But on today's show, yeah, like Doug already said, we got to talk about Kershaw. We got to talk about just general health dates, the outlook of this team. Uh, we want to touch a little bit on, um, let's call him old friend Seth Lugo and his cop-out uh crying about tipping his pitches or whatever and the dodgers being evil uh padres need to cry about something apparently and a little bit of actual love for dave roberts who is doing a hell of a job managing this team this season you already mentioned fernando we already mentioned so much more i gotta remind you i gotta mention again guys we're trying to get to seventy thousand subscribers on this youtube channel so if you can subscribe even if you watch us all the time you're not subscribing Please do subscribe, and uh, once we get to 70K, we're giving away a real, authentic, potentially juicy, depending on how you saute it, Nike <laughs> Mookie Betts jersey, the 50. It's got the 50 on the front. It's not one of those cheapies you find over at the Santa Fe Springs swap meet. It's the real <laughs> deal. So 70K, as sooner we get there, if we get there quick, we might do another cra crazy giveaway this year for 75. Yeah. But ultimately, we want to get to 100,000 million subscribers so um, we can send Doug to the moon. I think that's the actual plan. So... What do we got in the comments first? Let's talk a little bit of comments to see what's going on there, and then we'll get into the actual big news. What do you got for us, Noah? Oh, it's to me. I wasn't sure if it's going at Doug or to me. You got a lot. Doug doesn't know how to read. We got yeah. Let's Go Dodgers exactly. from Daniel Macy. <laughs> Hello, DN from Diane Schroeder. We got Let's Go Dodgers from UFC Guru Official. We got Peralta needs to be hitting cleanup, not Max. That's from Jason Jones. Interesting take. And then Damian Marrow says Dodgers Nation reaches all the way to Pittsburgh here. What's up, Damian? Thanks. For Steel rocking City. with us from Pittsburgh. And Black then and we got a question from Carlos Gonzalez. Is Kershaw pitching today? That is the plan. Um, that is what we're expecting. It hasn't been technically announced yet, but that is the plan. Um, and then we got uh, some more, you know, just what's up. A lot of welcoming. Uh, Craig Osterberg checking in from the 310. What's going on? We also got uh, oh Roy Estrada talking about uh, the 19-year-old. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget. Zhang Hyun-suk, I think. You heard it here first, folks. You, uh, we just dropped a video. Doug dropped a video. He did an interview with the guy who broke that news, Daniel Kim. Uh, so check that out on our YouTube channel. Yeah. While you're there, subscribe. 70,000. 
Well, actually, I got the, I'm dropping that interview tomorrow. We actually have our first we video. Don't we have broke the down the signing, but yeah, we're gonna we talk to him. He got, gave some really good nuggets. When we can expect him in the show, this guy has a chance to be a star for the front of this rotation. Very excited about him. Didn't have to give that draft pick right. Not the big signing bonus. So the Dodgers playing 40 chess once again. Another feather in Andrew Friedman's cap. So definitely excited about that signing. Yeah, I mean, I loved watching that whole thing. That that move uh, sort of materialized because you saw the very random trade for international money and then. Moving chess pieces on the board, right? A couple days later, yeah. it's like all Moving of a sudden, chess, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call that Andrew Friedman Tetris. Yeah. Really quickly, before we get going, Spencer, I'm gonna need that button hit. Uh oh, Yo, let's go. Just yes, dance. Because we got a super Dungeons. chat from Bartolo Cologne. Oh, happy that retirement. Is very nice of him to join the stream in retirement. Bartolo Cologne, 199. He said, I love this show. Thank you, guys. That's well, awesome. We we uh, we appreciate that. And I saw I got to confirm something. Is is Kershaw getting? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we just have a troll in the audience there. But I guess let's just jump into Kershaw first. Really, let's jump into while well, this guy investigates if there is something new on the Kershaw front. Let's let's look at what's gone on. Dodgers coming back from a, a short but extremely productive road trip, five and one uh, on the roadie. Really could have swept. All they had to do was just take down. You know, not lose a, a very winnable game in game uh, what, two of that San Diego series. But overall, um, best road trip of the season? I would say absolutely. I, when you consider that they had the opportunity to build that separation, they have another opportunity coming up for that too. And you're seeing a team that's pulling away in the division. You're seeing a team that's getting reinforcements on the way. You're seeing a team that really has some of the more, more shutouts than any team in Major League Baseball. So we know they can do offensively. The pitching, I think, has stepped up. Bobby Miller, another encouraging start. He continues to grow. He's emerging before our eyes. Eyes, yeah. eyes, Bobby. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, ding, I remember when you oh, coined that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When he first brought that up months ago. Yeah. Look, Bobby Miller, he was an ice cream truck driver one summer. So he's got ice in his veins. He rocks the ice. But hey, it's all love. As long as. He performs well. It's all I really care about. But I was so impressed with his outing last night because, look, it's never great, right? It's never perfect. I mean, you have the walks. You have deep counts. But you're seeing the plus. <sighs> it, you're seeing the stuff in the stuff plus and how it plays up. He's a guy that just continues to mature. We know when it comes to prospects, development, success, it's not always linear. You're going to have your setbacks. But he is a competitor out there. That's yeah. what I appreciate the most about him. But, yeah, to answer your question, was this the most successful road tour of the season? I would say absolutely and emphatically yes because – the Giants, I wasn't too scared of. The Rockies, of course, they're bottom feeders. Yep. The Diamondbacks, they're already hitting a tailspin. They're flailing. But the San Diego Padres, if they got hot, if they swept that series and they gained some momentum, there's so much talent on that team. But now we know that Petco Park, they're on the verge of becoming a spirit Halloween superstore earlier than we expected. So I'm absolutely <laughs> all about that series for this Dodger team. And I think, look, if this is election night, I'm ready to call it. I'm calling the division right now. Ooh. They're up six games in division. You can see I'm jinxing it. My prediction at the All-Star break was the Dodgers would win the division by five games, but you got pitchers coming back. You're getting yes. more depth back. The offense continues to stay consistent. With Kershaw out, the offense, they scored more runs per game than any team in Major League Baseball. I feel like this team is going to run away with this division. They're 13 games up on the San Diego Padres. The Padres are closer to the Rockies, Rockies yeah. than they are the Dodgers. So I think they're going to soap this division. I think it's a lock at this point. And we started getting into the conversation we had last year, rest versus rust, right? Are they winning it too early? But the Dodgers are going to be your NOS champs. You can just lock it up. Good thing for this team as well is... 
look, trade deadline is behind them. Every other team has already gotten as good as they're going to get, essentially. The Dodgers are getting back Clayton Kershaw. They might get back Walker Bueller. They might get back Blake Trinan. They might. They are definitely going to get back Shelby Miller. They might get back. Uh, um, I, I think I, I ran through everybody there, but they have options. Hell, Gavin Lux might you know come up out of nowhere. I don't know where he fits on the roster, but still. Oh, also, they have this dude who's tearing the cover off the ball and Michael Bush down at AAA. They are in an extremely envious position or in a, in a power position in this uh, in this National League and really in all of baseball because I don't know who's better in the AL. You know, the, the, the Rangers have been good. They, they need to figure out some pitching. They lost their star, all-star third baseman. Um, Houston's always kind of there. No one scares there. me right nobody, now. No yeah, nobody I mean, scares if me. If you look at the Braves, I mean, the Braves are the, the Braves ones are looking behind about. their shoulder right now saying those Dodgers are they're on their way. I mean, four and a half games back, they're really starting to make it very interesting. I think the subplots there is you get the home field advance throughout the postseason. Also, if the Dodgers find a way to go on a heater and pass the Braves and wins, Freddie Freeman's my MVP. I know that stolen bases, we understand the disparity there. Yeah, he's but a speed demon now. He man. Is. He's a five to a player, okay? Everyone looks like Ricky Henderson in modern day 2023 Major League Baseball. But yeah, so I think a lot of things are trending in the right direction. Lots of momentum for this Dodgers team. I think you brought up the best point, though, is there is no deadline, right? There's no second deadline, but this team is going to get better, right? They're adding depth. They're adding pieces. And mm -hmm. I think that's scary. The idea we're going to talk about a little bit, the idea of getting Shelby Miller, who really around the league, they probably don't know about Shelby Miller, right? They don't know that that guy is someone that you put in this bullpen. Yeah. You just added Joe Kelly, who's been lights out since his return. Evan Phillips, he's been steady. He's been their best reliever, period. And you forget about guys like maybe Yencia Almonte who kind of fall off, right? And guys that really are the weaker links of that bullpen. You get Blake Trinan back. That's icy on the cake. So Walker Buehler, I mean, that'd be the best case scenario. So lots to be excited about. Lots of encouraging news. I think the biggest thing right now, though, is just staying healthy not peaking too early and just going about winning each and every day. I think that's what this team does better than any team in the sport. Yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing it this this could be uh, last year this team won 111 games. This could be a far better product. Could be better built to win and sustain winning in the postseason because you have dudes that are coming back that are healthy. You have rookies that are stepping in and can play some roles, you know. If somebody falters, somebody gets hurt, Emmett Sheehan was pretty damn good for a little bit. Uh, Michael Grove, we know he can do some some decent uh, decent work out of the bullpen. So there's a lot of options. Like as Dave Dave Roberts said yesterday, the day before, I think it was yesesterday after uh, Bueller and Trinan uh, threw at, at Chase Field, he said, um, you know, there's a lot of good problems to have coming up. You know, and a lot of tough decisions as well when it comes to the bullpen when it comes to the starting rotation, maybe less so there. So let's dive into the health real quick on the starting rotation. Did you see anything? There hasn't been any change on the Kershaw. We need that front, announcement. Right? Uh, he is coming back. Clay Clayton Kershaw. It is Kershaw day. Everything was lined up. Everything is set for uh, Kershaw to come off that 15-day uh, injured list. Shoulder. He's 35. Of course, that shoulder isn't yeah. great. And somebody who you know grew up throwing a curveball, curveball isn't the healthiest for, for your shoulder. But... Um, Still predominantly fastball slider guy, and he's going to be in a good spot. But when you get Clayton Kershaw back in your starting rotation, um, to backpedal a little bit, we didn't really mention uh, Julio Urias being on a, on a heater right now, 14 straight innings, having uh, two phenomenal starts uh, on this road trip, on the recently completed road trip, and to open the month of August. You're starting to feel really good about Julio, and you feel even better when you're plugging 
a Hall of Fame goat back into the rotation, Clayton Kershaw, whatever level he is, um, you know, ready to go. I feel pretty confident against uh, him against the Rockies at Dodger Stadium. He has a, he has a way of doing some magic against the Rockies at Dodger Stadium. Uh, if if you've seen it before. Absolutely. Of course, we know what you're alluding to. I like it. You're, you're, you're like, you don't want any type of jinx. You're like, you don't want to throw anything out there, right? Because you never know. It'd be a great return. I mean, Clayton Kershaw, before he went down, before he was in the IL, he was shoving that start, right? He went six scoreless through 79 pitches, had that shoulder injury there that sent him to the IL. But I think you bring up a great point, Clint, in that this rotation, no matter who they were going to get, I mean, it was going to be very difficult to displace the two weight-bearing walls at the front of this rotation, Clayton Kershaw and Julio Arias. Those were always going to be the guys, and Julio quietly putting it together, like you mentioned, 14 straight scoreless innings. The fastball location has improved immensely, and he's somewhere where early in the year, I, I, look, I look back at some some of the footage of his earlier starts, especially when he get those four home runs against the Cardinals. There's just, he lacked balance mechanically in his approach towards the plate. Yeah. You're seeing his mechanics much more fine-tuned, and because of that, you're seeing work the edges. He's working lower <laughs> in the zone, like our friend Don Trail likes to say, live low, live long. Also, the spin is back. You're seeing this guy velocity-wise. He's looking strong, and I think the confidence is there. Also, too, I think he sees that, that big bag, right? So everything really is in line for him to come back and have a strong finish of this season. I think Julio Urias, I love the work he's put in. I think that he's determined to be that guy because, look, let's be honest. There's a lot of people that have written Julio Urias off saying he's not going to be the Urias once again, but we know that he's someone that thrives on the big moment. He thrives on adrenaline. This is someone yeah. who literally got the final out of the NLCS and the World Series, right? He's done it on the biggest stage, and I think when the lights are brighter, he's someone that can handle it. I think he's looking forward to proving that at the beginning of the year, that was a fluke. That wasn't fluke, him, yeah. and I think he's going to come and pitch like an ace for the remainder of the season. Yeah, it was It was a, everything that could go wrong was going to go wrong for him. He settled into a good spot. He's feeling good. He's feeling froggy. He feels the mechanics are in a good spot, and he still has time to go out and earn himself a bag, whether it's with the Dodgers or whether it's, it's with another team. But let's go ahead and uh, let's go back to center cam. Let's bring Noah in and let's hear uh, what, what are people saying about Kershaw? What are people saying about Julio? Yeah. There's not nothing was going on out there. Yeah, we got a lot going on. First of all, we had a Diane Treader saying she thought the Dodgers were going to run away with the division, just going back to what Doug was talking about. But then in terms of Kershaw and Urias, the infamous El Guapo says Urias <laughs> stepping it up. So, yeah, I mean, 14 uh, straight. Another one Doug coined. <laughs> Excuse me. 14 straight scoreless innings. Boomer Assassin said Julio looking great lately. And then on Kershaw, Mike M said Kershaw will go five innings. Um, Mike M said five innings, six Ks, two earned runs. Um, with their I got a little hiccups going on. Uh, the infamous <laughs> El Guapo predicted six innings, seven Ks, one earned run for Kershaw. Um, and then we got five innings, five Ks, one solo shot from 275 Vet. Um, and then a little interesting from Johnny Cage. He said the WBC wore out Julio Urias and Austin Barnes. Possible he had a little bit of a weird start to the year. <laughs> I don't know about Barnes. I mean, it he is, was already worn out. It is an interesting uh, take. You know, I guess we didn't really consider that too much with Julio, but he was. He he did. They didn't. He was ride. rolling Team, early on. Team Mexico and, did yeah. not ride him that much uh, uh, in the WBC, and um, he also didn't pitch that well in the WBC. But maybe there was something to him trying to get ready that early uh, that could have thrown him off his game. They you know build bad mechanics, and you yeah. just kind of can't 
dig your way out of that hole. Yeah, and I'll never forget what Jose Moda told me a few months ago after he gave up those four home runs in yeah. one inning, the first time a Dodger pitcher had done that since 1954. Is he went to him right away and said, hey, my lower body just doesn't feel right. It was the first time in his career that he's had any type of lower body injury, right? And mm -hmm. usually, of course, his pitcher is his shoulder, it's arm, it's arm fatigue, forearm strength, things like that. I think now he understands how important it is to really get everything in line. I think from a conditioning standpoint, I think that was a point of emphasis, too. He's looking a little svelte these days, looking like he can pick it up as far as in between pitches. You see him get into his motion, get into his windup. He's quicker to the plate. So I think that it has been a season-long adjustment. But, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to be absolutely ready to go come postseason. I think Urias is going to really impress out there and finish the season strong. And, yeah, I mean, I think the cash register, the price is going to go up. So, yeah, kind of going back to Clayton Kershaw, though, I see people saying five innings, pretty much stretched out to four innings along those lines. Of course, if he's efficient, he wants to go deeper into games. We've seen Doc give pitchers longer leashes these days. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of wild to think that he hasn't pitched in 44 days. I mean, first yeah. time in 44 days, he'll be towing the slab. And I do want to point out that it almost does feel like we take Clayton Kershaw a little for granted these days. It almost feels like he's our version of Kobe, right? We saw him <laughs> coming up in his younger years, and he was always good, yeah. always good. And then suddenly... Little an injury started, the knickknack injury started to pile up. But look, he still is one of the best pitchers at Major League Baseball after all these years. Before he was placed on the IL on July 3rd, he had a 255 ERA that was third, still striking down 27.7% of the opponents he's facing. That's fifth. I mean, you're seeing a guy that was dominating in June, had a was, 109 he was, ERA. He was, he was on phenomenal. his way to his fourth Cy Young Award. Like, hands down, there was yeah. nobody that was really stepping up in the oh, National League gosh. that could have done it. Now, you have some guys who have wins under their belt, and yes, win lives still do matter to me. Uh, uh, Max Scherzer talked about One of these days, today. you have to have a full episode of oh, us I'll, today. I'll that. destroy yeah. you, but the thing <laughs> is, you're, you're set in your ways. We need to have, have, like, a UFC style, like a boxing Off style. Off-season, like baby. Hold me back, yeah, yeah, for sure. Henry Chadwick invented what the win. What's going on here? Henry Chadwick. to hold him back. Oh. Yeah. oh Henry Chadwick you. of Sporting News invented the win statistic. But we'll get into that on the offseason. Uh, you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. See you back in a few months, guys. Another one of the comments I saw is a very important comment. Diane Schroeder said there's, uh, however, like there's almost uh, 400 people in here watching and, and not enough likes. So make sure if you hit likes. Uh, the like goal, li 300. If, if we get the 300, 300 likes, Clayton Kershaw will throw a no-hitter tonight. Perfect I promise game, you. actually. I guess there's no hand. 400 yeah, for a shoe. Problems, bud? I will do a shoe for 400 likes. No. For 400 enough. likes? That's a lot of likes. Hey, Jordan take, 11. Take his shoe. I don't want to touch it. Will you that? take his shoe away from him? I, I don't want to touch it. Noel, can you do something about your Someone in the comments yeah, said I just do shoes for sport at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to ban Doug from. Can I just get like, a shoe cup at this point? <laughs> make things easier, but. Boomer Assassin likes the shoey. Get 400 Big. likes. We'll talk. $7,000 super chat for a No, we're not doing that. All right, so outside of Kershaw, the other big news. Hey, a couple of dudes threw at Chase Field this week. Walker Bueller, Blake Trinan. Out of nowhere, the Trinan one, I would I would argue, is more surprising. Blake, uh, with uh, um, um, what's his name? Walker Bueller, we kind of knew he was on the mend. He was working his way back to this roster. He had the date of September 1st, kind of backtracked a little bit. Uh, this week saying, hey, you know, it's, uh, I'll be throwing to somebody on September 1st. They're probably not going to be big league hitters. But who uh, of those two? Because I, I would say. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 
136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Foregone conclusion, August 20th, when he is eligible to come off the 60-day IL, Shelby Miller will be back. So that's a great addition, another veteran addition to this bullpen. You plug him in in the place of somebody like Yancy Almonte, somebody like an Alex Vessia, which I, I saw somebody mention in the comments. I haven't been riding the uh, the Vessia train as hard in terms of, of giving him das boot. But um, <laughs> who are you more excited about? Uh, I mean, it's easy to say Bueller. I guess get me excited about a potential Blake Trinan return in the middle of, of September. So I think you look at Blake Trinan, I think the first thing you have to look at is the progress he's made and is different than Walker Beeler's, right? Because we've seen Walker Beeler through this process. We've seen him on social media. And really for him, the velocity isn't where he needs it to be to be the Walker Beeler of old. But if you look at Blake Trinan, I mean, he's been throwing the simulated games. He's been around 86, 87 miles per hour, but he threw 97. He touched 97 yesterday. So that is closer to the Blake Trinan that we know yeah. because he's not someone that you necessarily need to just throw it by you guys. He's not a by you type of guy, right? He has the spin. He's got the filthy swing and miss stuff as well. So for me, it's the movement with Blake Trinan, not necessarily focusing on the velocity. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that just continues to make progress. Progress. I mean, they're going to throw in a few days from now. He, of course, underwent that right shoulder surgery last November. That repaired his leg labrum, the rotator cuff. And for me, like I said on Monday's show, it's the fact that we're post-surgery, right? He already yeah. had the labrum, already had the rotator cuff. And you're looking at about 10 months of rehab and, yeah, he said early in the year that he would be disappointed if he didn't pitch this season. So I think he's determined to pitch. He said that I'd love to say, hey, one month back on this day, I'll be there. I hope so. I just have to keep seeing some climbs in velocity, and then they can make the decision if I'm good enough to help them. So what my read on the situation with that is he's just going to continue to go out there and show Dave Roberts, show this organization, show the trainers what he has on the mound, and then he's going to trust their opinion. Whereas Walker Buehler's like, I know what I'm doing, yeah. right? But I think Blake trying to really put this hands <laughs> in the hands of the organization to see if, hey, they think he can come back and help this team. But if they can get him back, and you're getting 80, 90% of Blake Trinan, that totally changes the complexion of this bullpen. That really puts the P's in line where you have guys that are veterans, guys that have been there, guys that have pitched in deep in the postseason yeah. in World Series. And you got Evan Phillips, Joe Kelly, Blake Trinan. I mean, a lot of these familiar faces that have gotten it done in the past. I think it would go a long way. I think it would make this team very dangerous. I think they'd be the team to beat in the postseason if you can get a Walker Bueller back and a Blake Trinan. And, and the thing to be, I guess, feel good about on the, the Bueller front is like these two, yeah, these two guys both had, you know, significant operations, but they are two very different injuries. It's you have you have Trinan that was wear and tear. That was a long time of throwing at a high level and his body said yeet i'm out of here yeah. you know his shoulder said yeet um with bueller you know he built bad mechanics trying to pitch through some pain because his elbow didn't give out it wasn't a mechanics thing it was there was bone spurs that basically chopped through that damn ligament and put him in that position where it's like hey this is getting a little too painful to do anything he went in to clean that up 
gave him the Tommy John. So I feel I feel really good about Bueller being able to come back. I mean, yeah, it is. We haven't even hit 12 months since he underwent the knife at this point in time. But the 12 month is feeling like a reality. You know, whatever 12 months in a couple of weeks. Is he able to plug into the rotation? Does he have enough time? You know, if you look at right now as his spring training, we've seen him get the slow build up before. You see him maybe coming back and getting two, three starts. Is that enough for you to be like, this is a guy that I should put as maybe my number two in in the uh, you know the rotation in the postseason? Or do you, do you have him four? Or do you like do you step back a little bit and? That, that's still, a tough spot because yeah, we've seen like, them do yeah. that. We saw that. This is what the team did last year. They they relied on Dustin May, who was coming off of an injury. They relied on Tony Gonsolin, who was coming off of an injury. They relied on Blake Trinan, who was coming off of an injury and barely had any miles on the damn odometer before they plugged him into the postseason you know, pitching staff, and it bit them in the ass pretty hard, pretty quick. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of different ways you look at this. You could say, okay, do we do what's best for the Dodgers? Do we do what's best for Walker Bueller, right? And if he does return, I think it's going to be a mutual decision. I think if Bueller thinks that he can help this team, they're going to trust his decision, right? Because he's someone that knows his body. He knows his mechanics. And that's one thing he talked about yesterday was, yeah, you have to clean up those mechanics a little bit. And that's something that they've been working through. And you do look at the timeline, though. It was Ferris Bueller's year off. And you're talking about a 14 to 18 month recovery. It's his second surgery and that is a little concerning because september 1st that was never realistic but the fact that he might face professional hitters as he said by september 1st that is still way ahead of schedule so really it'd be unimaginable to think that at the beginning of the season walker bueller could actually have an impact for this team in the postseason as a part of this rotation it'd be massive there's no question about it but i think if you're this dodgers team you still go with clay and kershaw and julio arias if arias continues to get back to the ace that we know he is if clay and kershaw comes back stays back shows no ill effects of any type of injury if he's feeling good i think clay and kershaw is going to empty the tank in this postseason want to go after world series so i still think that you maintain some flexibility with walker bueller because we know that when he's on in 2018 2019 i mean this is one of the best postseason starters in major league baseball you do have that weapon if you can go to war with the walker bueller and he's touching 97 98 and he's effective that's going to make things very difficult for the opposing team if the rest of their rotation is looking the part but i still think if you're this dodgers team you have to look at next season you have to look at how close he can get to being that guy because you don't want b and c grade walker bueller you want a minus b plus something like that because you don't want to throw him out there it could hurt his confidence you could set him back and also i don't know if anything ever hurts walker bueller's confidence fair point fair point i mean i think that he's someone that once he's back he wants to carry this momentum into next season it would be feel like a big setback if he came back and just wasn't 100 healthy and wasn't effective out there on the mound I agree. Let's uh, hear what the audience is saying. Let's go to uh, Mr. Noah. What do we got going on? A lot of good stuff in the comments. I'm I'm seeing the likes have gone up, which means we're closer to a Doug Shuey. Doug, Doug, get your shoes ready. Let's just say that. What did you say? 400 400. likes? 400 400 likes. likes. We're on our way. Make sure to get all your friends in here. Uh, But let's get to the comments. When Walker Buehler gets the final out of the 2020. Three World Series, I'll eat my shoe. That's I'll weird. eat my shoe That's completely. Weird. That's really I'll weird. Barbecue, I don't know. I'll find a way. Really weird. I feel pretty good yeah, about that not happening. Really but all right. Weird. Hey, okay. If it happens, it's going to happen. Hey, I'm going to get to these comments here because we got Appreciate a lot to that. talk about. We got first um, from on the Bueller thing, Roy Estrada said, the gauge slash criteria on deciding Bueller return is dust in May. They don't want the same issue with Bueller. I mean, That's yeah, Bueller's point. already really had two point. Tommy John surgeries now, you so you definitely what? don't want to rush him back. You know what that feels like? That, like might a smart, that is a smart Hornito shot taker of the day. 
Thank you. Roy and thank you, uh, thank you, Roy Estrada. Thank you, Hornitos, for being uh, uh, kind to us and letting people be shot takers of the day. Yeah. Guys, drink responsibly. Shot taker of the day. I think we need Got like a loud graphic for that yeah. as well. Hornitos. Hornitos. Uh. Got a lot of good stuff, too. A lot of people are talking about Alex Vesey. People not very happy with him right now. Um, people want to see him potentially go down when, you know, Walker Bueller maybe returns, Blake Trine. We had a question up here from... Want to find it, want to find it, want to find it, not going to find it. The question, I'll find the name after. The question was, um, is Daniel Hudson potentially going to be returning? Um, Jason Lee in Taiwan said, what about Daniel Hudson? Can he return? I um, haven't really had any updates on Daniel Hudson well, he recently. Was, he, uh, Kirsten Watson on the Sportsnet LA talked about Huddy uh, over, their, over the last couple of days. He was there uh, with the team in Arizona. He's throwing, he's keeping the arm loose, but... You know, hearing the way they, they, they talked about him when the knee injury happened, it didn't seem like it was a, an outside chance of him returning. Or at least we should say it seemed like there was an outside chance of him returning, but not very likely. Um, but that's another option, too, where you're putting yourself now in a, in a tough spot where if these guys can't get enough innings under their belt or mileage is on the uh, mileage on the odometer, as I said earlier, if you can't, um, you shouldn't trust them. Like, don't go into the postseason just giving these guys roles because they've been there before. They also kind of need to be there right now. Yeah, we saw that last year. I feel yeah. like, you know, when Blake Trinan was getting an opportunity. I mean, yeah. Tony Gonsling oh, came back from Oh, did you listen to Blue Heaven injury. right now a couple minutes ago? Is that, um, I, hey, yeah, I've, I've been looking at the comments. Yeah, I've, I've been, I'm yeah. really no, but, sharp yeah. as a ball. No. No, but I mean, you had to absolutely factor that in. I mean, Daniel yeah. Hudson, I think he's someone that and I didn't hope, anticipate. I, say, I hope they learned something yeah. from last year from that guy. Anyways, go ahead. I think, too, especially in critical spots. I mean, you don't want to rush guys back. You may have to make sure they're ramped up. I mean, I'll talk about Walker Buehler yesterday. I mean, the man threw, what was it, 12 to 15 pitches, right? So he didn't really throw a ton of pitches. Well, but it's he, not a complete game. Yeah, exactly, right? It wasn't the complete game <laughs> we saw in Arizona last year. But, I mean, he continues to check boxes off. The velocity continues to increase. He has been working his entire pitch mix. And like I said, if there's one guy in Major League Baseball that I would trust, it is Walker Buehler. But kind of circling back to Daniel Hudson, like you mentioned, you don't want to play that game, right? I mean, like I said, we have watched that movie before. We've seen the ending. You just can't rely on guys coming back from the IL and expect all of them to return. I think at some point you have to go with the best guys that you know are going to be healthy and carry you out through the postseason. But look, like we saw last year, I mean, Victor Gonzalez was in the Stay Hot camp, right? I mean, there's always that second round if guys continue to get back. I mean, the important thing is just to continue along with this process and the more arms you have, the better. You can never have enough arms and enough options, but Walker Buehler could absolutely change the game. But I want to get your opinion, Clem. I mean, what does your gut tell you just as far as Walker Buehler and the type of impact you could have this season? What kind of role do you anticipate Anticipate he could have for this team. If there's one guy I trust to, to know his stuff, know his body, and know his compete, it's Walker F. and <laughs> Bueller. This is a guy who has very much been there, done that before, and he's been there and been doing that since he, he made his first statement in this league back in really in 2018, 2017. Call that a wash. Um, I trust him. I trust him fully. You know, he, he knows how to pitch and he knows when he needs to. We saw him try to learn how to pitch in a way last year when the elbow was barking a little bit. And yeah, there were some, there were some growing pains there uh, and pain pains there, whatever, but he doesn't need to live at 98, 99. Yeah. That's the Walker we know, but if you're able to still get something out of him, I would, I would trust Walker with two starts under his belt and him feeling really good and feeling really confident over like Tony Gonsolin in the postseason rotation right now, because Tony is not, he's just not there. It's not, this is not the Tony we know. This is postseason Tony we're kind of seeing right now. So I, I honestly like the gut. I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a Doug meter 
um, whatever whatever meters you use. But I feel I feel very confident about Walker Bueller making a difference for this team this year. Absolutely, yeah. Just want to get a few more comments in here. Uh, Let's me- go. Metabolicolic, I think I said that right. Metabolicolic. Yeah, something like that. So sure. I feel hopeful that we may not have to use Gonsolin, Vesia, Almonte, Fergie in the postseason. I mean, yeah, definitely if we have these... Uh, Yeeting people. I mean, I mean, you know, it's definitely not as trustworthy as, as others. We also got Jake Wells, which is just what you were talking about. We need two to three innings every three to four games from Walker, and we're in good shape. Yeah, I mean, if he can just help <laughs> a little bit here and there. doesn't need to be fully built up to be a starter. Um, and then we got another question here. Um, well, actually, quickly, Square Square Asosa said, recovering Walker over healthy Tony. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we're feeling in terms of uh, trust level. And the other quick question, Kevin Schaefer, is Pepio going to pitch again? I mean, he is pitching right now. He's at yeah. AAA. Yeah. Kind of mixed results down in AAA, but still, I mean, he is on the mend. He is on his way back. Let's not forget, he did earn a spot in this rotation entering the season. So, yeah, if an opportunity opens up for him, I expect him to get that. But late in the year, he was still kind of a project. But let's not forget, he is filthy. I mean, his stuff, the changeup, fastball, slider. I mean, if he continues to emerge, I mean, I think you need to see a little more from at the AAA level to really kind of get excited about the possibility of Ryan Pepio. But, yeah, I mean, the guy gave me a free shirt. So, hey, man, I got his back. <laughs> he I did. Got his back. He uh, sent really? me a and he had a hole in one. And he yeah, had a hole in one. Okay, uh, yeah. A few more quick comments, and we'll get back to conversation. The infamous El Guapo said, hey, DMAC, I got a BBQ sauce that will make your shoe taste like a filet mignon. <laughs> so we got that. And then on a similar topic, yes. Mike, Mike, M, Mike M said, let's start a GoFundMe for DMAC to eat a shoe. So... People are Walker Buehler needs to get that final uh, out. That's all I want. Butane. A, a baseball comment here. Grizz Monster seventy three said Bueller Yarbrough piggyback would be super dynamic. Yeah, that's I mean, a, uh, I do really like some of the moves, some of the things they've done with this roster, uh, particularly with the Yarbrough addition. Is there are a lot. There's optionality. Yeah, something Dave loves and. Uh, having an opener having i mean having an opener like walker bueller would be pretty damn uh hard to beat an opener like walker bueller but they 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 set themselves up to you know knock on desk not experience the same failure they had last year yeah and i mean you go back and watch the trade deadline special that's one of the first things we talked about is yeah you didn't get erod but you got a yarbrough who is more flexible and how you can use him in yeah. one of the things we said is if walker bueller does return that's a role you could see him in we know that yarbrough definitely he pitches better as a starter i think really he just is going to pitch better as a dodger period i'm not worried about a starter or a reliever but yeah i think that's what i love about bueller too as far as gamesmanship goes if you're the opposing team and if he's looking like walker f and bueller right if he's looking like that guy the Sorry, way you kids. can deploy him the way you can move him around I think it keeps the other team guessing and puts him in spots. And I think, too, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of him in that role. And, of course, it's a new role, right? I mean, a Walker Buehler is a top 10 to 15 pitcher in this sport when he's on, so he won't be coming out of the bullpen anytime soon. But I think this year where it does feel like you're almost playing with house money as far as you're not having to worry about him returning and, okay, we're putting all of our hopes on him. It's really the cherry on top, but I think he's going to be the X Factor. I think he's going to be the Dodgers' not-so-secret weapon when he does return. And I think, too, Clint, like you said about his confidence, I mean, that guy has a magnetism about him. He has a fire that just really permeates the clubhouse. 
I mean, he is someone that he yeah. can talk the game. I would love to see him talking to giving confidence to Bobby Miller, right? And him nurturing Bobby Miller in that sense too. So yeah, I mean, getting Walker Buehler back is going to be big. And the good news is everything is positive. All signs point to a path for Walker Buehler to be back on the mound for this Dodger team. I need some water right now. But yeah, <laughs> that's all, Doug. That's all, folks. Yeah, what's up, Doc? Uh, a, a couple more what's comments. Up, uh, a couple more comments. <laughs> uh, I like this one. I've, I've never seen um, somebody try to negotiate in the chat here, but Jerky2 saying uh, he wants a 285 uh like for Shuey. So that's that's the trade. So instead of a 400 like for a Doug Shuey, he's asking He'll do a Shuey for that price. Doug, First of all, Noah I won't. will let literally never <laughs> do Second a of all, Shuey. we'll do 300 and super chat. There you go. <laughs> Just got to um, Speaking of super chat, uh, speaking of super I'm chat. I'm like Judge Judy. Spencer. I don't negotiate. I'm Judge Judy. Doug, I don't dance. We got a huge super chat. Ooh, him's not lying today. I'm, that's, I'm just busting my back. We're playing basketball after this, by the way, just so you oh, know. Way to Clint spoil Pesillas, it. He has a, a Lakers Kobe jersey under that. He does. It's going down. He does. We'll be, yeah. Okay, uh, nine-inch pincher. Nine-inch pincher. That doesn't sound uh, Nine ninety nine. I'm just reading the name. PG as hell right now. Nine ninety nine super chat. The only time I want the Angels to win would be against our division rivals. They just played a series, Angels-Giants. Yep. He said a great series against the Giants. Shuey Otani to the Dodgers. <laughs> Shuey Otani, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, so I agree with that one. That is that great comment all around. Thank you, Nine Inch Pincher. Yeah, if... Uh, Still doesn't sound right. Hey, if uh, it, Doug, if, uh, if Otani does come to the Dodgers, can we get you a Shuey Otani jersey? I think I think we need that. that There's would, the go for If that happens, somebody, somebody make that. I will levitate into blue heaven. I will cry. Had some great days of my life. Wedding, this and that, but that would be the happiest day of my life. Really quickly. See, I, see, I had to throw that in there. Really quickly, one more really funny comment. Hooligan1105 said, I think before every game we should have batting practice on Seth Lugo just so we start every game with good spirits. That is, yes. a, that is a great segue. That's we are going to talk segue. about Seth Lugo next, but I saw Diane Schroeder. She has a really good point. She said, smash the like button and feed the algorithm. Again, hit that like button, 400, and Doug's going to do a shoey because he's just, he's, he's a people pleaser. That, that's and really also, too, like, this is your show, guys. When we win an Emmy, right? I mean, we have to cut it into like a million <laughs> I mean, different we already, pieces. We already have a few Emmys. We kind of do. Like we won't get into the store. We have some co-Emmys. Yeah, we won't get yeah. into that, but we'll play a big sure. role in those wins. But yeah, we have to cut it up into a million pieces and send you guys. This is your show. We're just hosting it. They're just hosting it. Just hosting it. But yeah, another way to, to boost the algorithm is not the likes. It's also the subscribes. And again, we get to 70,000 subscribers on this YouTube channel. We are giving away a real legitimate Nike Mookie Betts jersey. The so. same one he wore when he owned Seth Lugo. No, it's literally that's, not that's that. Not We're true. not giving that's, away that's, those. That, 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 that's the same a quality. Lie. Same, that's, that's, that's not quality. a lie. That's yeah. not a lie. The All the details, DodgersNation.com. Good point. Not game worn. Those are custom tailored. Something he would wear in the game. I'm just yeah. All right, thanks yeah. for stopping by. Uh, this, uh, all the details, DodgersNation.com slash giveaways with an yeah. S. <laughs> let's, uh, there's people on, on TV here, Chief. All right, well, let's move on. You talked about Seth Lugo. Let's talk about Seth Lugo because Lugo, uh, he's got, a, as I put in the, the, the show notes here, Seth Lugo's got a chata. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a chata, you know. Beep up as they as they uh, say. Not in, horchata. Those in, are uh, good. Buddy's hood. Um, horchata. <laughs> so he accuses uh, the Dodgers of being dirty, stinky cheaters, and yeah, maybe not at the level uh, of the Houston Astros. There was no sign stealing and banging or whatever, but um, he's saying they're behind him stealing the pitches or whatever. 
um, any smoke to this? Because I saw some people doing the side-by-sides. There was nothing that looked really, uh, you know, shady, in my opinion. And that's the game. If you are behind the pitcher, you're able to see something. You know, they got the, the thing. You're not stealing signs anymore because you have the, uh, what do they call that, the pitch com. So you don't get to steal the, the fingers anymore. Um, what are they seeing? I don't think they're looking in his glove, but if they're looking in, their, in his glove and they saw something, that's part of the game. 100%. I mean, I don't know why this guy's crying. Give this guy a box of Kleenex because, oh. I mean, you can't spell Luca with about a, about a big fat capital L, okay? And that's what he needs to take in this situation. I mean, you load the bases. Finish the command, And that's exactly what was the case. I mean, he was on the mound. He was wobbling, right? It was a 3-0 count, and it was finish him. Yep. And Mookie did just that. He hits a bomb. You're giving up a 92-mile-per-hour belt-high fastball, and you're mad at sign-stealing. Look, that is a yeah. part of the game. There was no technology involved. Of course, we've seen in recent years, Sandy Alcantara, he was crying a little bit, saying the Dodgers were stealing signs. No, you... Did not perform well out there on the mound. The Dodgers, they went to town on you that inning, and you need just to stop it out. Because like like Dave Roberts said, I mean, he's making an excuse. It sounds like an excuse. It was an excuse. He was trying to – basically, that was the season-ending loss for the Padres. Because ever since oh. then, it just continues to go downhill. So he needs oh. to take that L and just go home, man. Yeah, the Padres, are, they're in a world of hurt right now. They've lost five of six. They're falling apart. They're yelling at each other. Juan Soto's saying uh, they quit on themselves. They're not – playing complete games and I, I would probably feel the same way if I got my ass handed to myself the way the Padres did with the Dodgers so definitely feels like cop out it screams cop out but I really like the way the Dodgers handle it because they're like pretty emphatically no and then you got a clinic from Dave Roberts and the way he handled it saying like I mean so many words he said it was a cop out yeah no exactly I mean look if you actually think excuse. that it was like, hey, excuses are like farts, they all stink, right? I mean, Dave Roberts is someone that he understands that. He understands that he's got to defend his guys. And if you're Lugo out there, one, should have signed with the Dodgers, you wouldn't have this problem in the offseason, right? So there's that. But also, if you knew that, he had the presence of mind to know they were stealing signs, how about you got the pitch comm as an option, so there's no excuses for that. Yeah. You can change up your signs right there. Let's just call it what it is. His stuff wasn't good. His command was bad. And that's typical San Diego Padres blaming other people, having excuses. Excuses. That's just how it is down in San Diego, right? They always find a way to make an excuse. And I think it's laughable that this will probably be the last legitimate headline that this Padres team will make for the remainder of the season. That's pretty much all they got. And it's going to be very interesting in the next series that you're trying to accuse the Dodgers of sign stealing. So, yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. I did love the fact that, yeah, I mean, Dave Roberts said what he said. I thought that was pretty cool. Like I said last night, I think Dave's kind of been in his bag lately. I think this has been one of his best managerial years to date. But, yeah, I mean, Clint, I mean, we've watched this game our whole entire lives. That is a part of the game. Stealing, I think I think what happened, Clint, is after the Astros situation, people think that all sign stealing is bad, right? It's yeah. no, using cameras and yeah. using nefarious activities to steal signs is bad. No, if you do it the right way, the organic way, it's a part of the game. You get caught slipping and they're going to make you pay. And that's what Mookie did, swinging on 3 0 count. Yeah, no, and again, swinging middle, middle fastball for a salami. You know, I, I don't think that I didn't hear any trash can bangs. Yeah, it wasn't that. That, that was that was just, oh, I am a very good baseball hitter. That's a baseball. I'm gonna hit it, and it went it went yeet out of the ballpark. Put it on a tee for a man. Put it on a tee. But uh, I got a, I got a lot of good comments. Just okay. A lot. I mean, a lot of people talking about. We're this. gonna throw to the comments in a second for sure. We can go ahead and throw to that center cam while I finish up my thought. But you know, it, it's um, it's yeah, it's a, it's a case of a good team beating a bad team. If it is a situation where Seth Lugo uh, was tipping his pitches, 
hey, you get better pitching coaches to notice yeah. that shit in the moment. You guys want to spend all this money on players that you don't really need, maybe, or you thought you need. You want to spend this much money on on uh, on the product, also invested in the organization. You know, maybe I don't know. They lost all that money. We know the Padres are going broke, so maybe maybe uh, they don't have uh, have the money to pay for all the people they need in the front office to be like, hey, uh, something's happening with Lugo right now. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, it's part of the game. Bob, part of the game. You Bob, throw me a meatball, Bo I'm going to crush that. Get out there. Seven, you know. appearance, seven playoff appearances in 55 years, okay? I mean, the Oof. Padres, you have bigger fish to fry. You have more problems than that. But, yeah, Seth Lugo. I mean, hey, how many World Series championships do they have? Zip zero. zero. How many gas lamp uh, dancing championships do they have? One. One, One gas lamp championship. What are the people saying, oh, Noah? The people are firing right now we're gonna start nando 390 nando. said lugo more like loser <laughs> we got we got I, don't, I think we're the only ones who know yeah that. i don't know what that meant but i'm just gonna keep on going here <laughs> dylan hair said his own manager melvin dismissed his comments yes he did sunny said quote sounds like an excuse to me that's what dave robert said aaron said lugo with a loogie of an excuse for being absolutely <laughs> piss poor awful Anthony Keene said Padres have a, quote, Dodgers are cheating us script in their playbook that they default to. Orlando said so much whine and excuses from Padres literally after every call. Yeah. Adriana Fonseca said Preller is just interested in bringing big names to fill seats. He's not interested in creating a winning team environment, which interesting is an interesting take. take. I agree. And honestly. then we got ourselves a super oh. chat. Doug, dance. Doug did this. I'm going to do this now. Choo-choo. Shout out to Dave Peralta. Oh, he ruined it by saying Anderson oh. Andreville <laughs> said Dodgers broke the Padres. I think we yeah. can still say we're their Padre. Oh. That is a play on words, and that is a great one for Mr. Anderson. You want to give that a Hornito shot taker? Hornito, Hornito shot taker of the day. Anderson. And down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. <laughs> And then another super chat. Let's go. Doug, dance. This is not a good song to super dance uh, or to super to dance tired. chat. No, it's like, it's just, it, you know, the hit on energy. the rhythm, it's kind of, you know. No, this is just <laughs> part of it. What do you, what do you, oh, it's fair. That's fair. We just need Doug to dance. This one is from Francisco Verjean. He said, donation for DMAC does a shoey foundation. Oh, <laughs> that's a good let's foundation. Go. Yeah. That's a great foundation. Um, Where are yeah. we at? We're, we're getting closer to a. We're 100 and 225 away. Guys, mash that thumbs up Time's button. Out. But honestly, I don't, I don't want him to do it. I kind of do. I'll but just plug I mean, my nose. To, you know, hoop it up as you. Now he has other shoes. He, oh, he, he bought shoes? shoes this morning. Damn, rich kid. You get, uh, you got like backup jobs over there or something. Just, <laughs> hey. he's, I mean, <laughs> I believe he might. I don't know. He's getting all Only this money. Oh, rich kid. These puppies. I saw somebody put. I forget who it was. It might have been Nando three ninety saying. Nando. Um, I think he said four hundred and one likes to do a body shot. To so. do a body shot? Nah, yeah. I don't think that one's going to happen. All right, so we're talking about Seth Lugo. We've talked about Dave Roberts coming out swinging, saying the right thing. Kind of alluded to it already, but, you know, like you said, Dave's in his bag, man. This is possibly Dave's best season. And and I think somebody on the internet, was it was Jerry probably said it. Jay Hare said something similar. Like, Jay Hare thinks he can win manager of the year. That's I, I his mean, take. 
I don't know if there are better managers in the National League. It'll probably go to the Braves because manager of the year voting is so effing lazy. But what Dave has done to change this, I mean, to be a part of changing this culture around from what it was with the 111-win team last year, losing so many pieces, losing Justin frickin' Turner in the, the clubhouse, in this locker room, and having it uh, come together to... Um, this it, it, this is one of the more fun teams. It's a better team. It looks like they're playing for themselves more than we've ever seen. And um, Mookie Betts talked about it on the radio the other day on the uh, uh, the AM uh, five seventy show. He he mentioned after you know they won after they I think it was last night after they swept the um, uh, the D backs there in Arizona. It's like this is a team that plays for each other, and this is probably the best clubhouse. It's like, yeah, we're not as talented of a team as we were last year, but this is the best clubhouse I've played in really since 2018. Like, this is right there. And that, hey, we know how that team worked, Apple Watch aside. We know how that 2018 team worked with Boston. They went out and won themselves a World Series. But um, I don't know if it all starts with Dave Roberts, but you're seeing him make the right moves more often. You're seeing, for the greater part, uh, um, yeah, the right guys coming in at the right time or the right guys staying in, like we saw with David Peralta last night in that uh in his clutch two run single. Riff on Dave, because I'm not seeing any fire Dave Roberts in the comments. Not, that not a lot of fire attention. Dave Roberts. I'll that could one. change in a heartbeat. But yeah, I think you look at last night, I think it kind of exemplifies Dave Roberts as a manager. You look at the at bat with David Peralta, of course, it's Peralta versus Nelson. It's a lefty lefty situation. Peralta, he had hidden that double play to end the inning a couple innings prior where they could have scored some runs. And instead of going to Kike off the bench, you leave him in the game there. He gets the at bat, he gets the big hit, and the Dodgers, they take a 2 nothing lead and they go on to win the game. But the reality is, after the game, he talked to reporters and everyone thought it was so analytically inclined, but the reality was it wasn't because no. he had already faced his three batter minimum he didn't want to have Castro versus Kike in that situation he thought he had better odds with a lefty lefty match with Peralta but what did we see there in that bat you saw after the game Peralta saying oh it was great that he had confidence in confidence. me and Dave Dave Roberts was still able to play both sides of the coin right there saying okay I'm doing the analytics part but I'm also giving my guy confidence and I think that is sort of the magic of Dave Roberts look at this point if you don't like Dave Roberts you don't like Dave Roberts there's not going to be a lot that's going to change your opinion on him but as far as his people skills, they're a 10. Yeah. They're elite. I've seen it with my own eyes. This yeah. guy I mean, you has saw him at ping pong. Ping pong. <laughs> ah! He's yeah, always he's exploding. Just I mean, this guy has one of the biggest personalities I've ever seen in my entire life. And I think for him to empower, he doesn't feel... There's a lot of clubhouses, right? There's a lot of clubhouses out there where the manager has to be the guy. The buck stops here, right? I have to be the guy. Yeah. Dave Roberts, he doesn't feel that way. I mean, he's secure enough to know that I can let Freddie, I can let Mookie, I can let a new player yeah. and Jason Hayward lead. I can let a J.D. Martinez have influence. I can have a, D a David Peralta have influence. And he's, his biggest thing is just giving guys confidence. Like, I'm yeah. a firm believer that... James Altman, he probably doesn't come out of that slump as well as he did it without him. Bobby Miller, you saw the conversations they had, and Bobby Miller told us, that, hey, Dave Roberts is someone he looks up to, and I think that people underestimate just those one-on-one -on -one relationships. I think you see inner relationships, I mean, you almost have to find your thing with each person, right? I think yeah. that's what he does. He finds his thing with each person. Yeah, no, uh, it takes it takes a, a, a real leader of people. It takes a, a true manager to know when... He doesn't need to have all the answers. He doesn't need to be the guy to touch every single thing about the, you know, the job, about the team, about the roster. 
leave something to the people that are smart that are out there doing the job day in and day out that are playing that know the clubhouse there there themselves you know like you mentioned jay hey coming out of nowhere this is a guy with a ton of experience he's been doing this for a very long time he's he's rode the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in this in this league he's we all know the the you know 2016 they don't think the cubs don't think they win that world series if it wasn't for for him yeah. hyping up that team during that rain delay against Cleveland um, and Freddie, you know, we know this is Freddie's team. He was asked more than anybody in this off season. What's his, who's going to be the voice in the clubhouse. Well, now that Justin Turner's, you know, you got one of those in 19 other people got that question in with him. Yeah. Freddie learned pretty quick. It's like, Oh shit, that needs to be me. I need to be that guy. Mookie doesn't want to be that guy. He's that guy. He's the guy in the quiet, sir. He's the quiet guy uh, in the background who, you know, leads by example and is going to put, his arm around you when he sees you need it. James Outman, we're hearing about that. You know, 2020, we heard about him kind of working on the side with with Austin Barnes. Now, Mookie doesn't want anybody to know what he's doing because he knows he's doing a damn good job. But, um, you know, credit to Dave for uh, apparently that camera died out. So um, probably want to go back to the center camera. I've just been kind of riffing. Um, probably should pay attention riffing, to what's going riffing, on there, riffing. Chief. I'd appreciate yeah. that. But um, you know, it's 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 Dave for uh, you know, knowing when to hold him, knowing when to fold him, and uh, give him the credit, man. Like the, this is an impressive uh, feat from what we're seeing out of this. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Yeah, 100%. I think you bring up so many good points there. And I think the main one that I'm focused on is the fact that, yeah, like you said, Jason Hayward, guys like that, empowering guys like that. I mean, if you had a Sparky Anderson, one of those type of managers, that doesn't play up in a cast full of stars in Los Angeles. When you have guys you can trust that have been there, that have done that. And I think, too, Dave Roberts, like I said, if you hate Dave Roberts, that's just how it's always going to be. Yes, he has made some bad moves in the past that you have to point to saying, okay, 2019, we know what happened. Rich Hill. I mean, there's certain moves that we can point at. Do we know that those were all Dave Roberts moves? The reality is I think we don't. I think there's certain situations. I'm not saying there's an earpiece yeah. in there and he's yeah. taking all the calls or anything like that, but I can tell you that this organization is in lockstep as far as it being a collaborative effort between analytics, scouting. I mean, all these guys, it's not like one guy just shooting off the hip, going rogue and making decisions, right? I think Dave Roberts, though, what he does at an elite level, interpersonal communications. If you don't like Dave, like I always say, you'd blame him for the sinking of the Titanic, right? And we know that the captain, <laughs> Edward Smith, you have to go down with the ship. I think Dave does a good job at going down with the ship when they lose games. So I think yeah. that's something to his credit as well. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, look at other sports, right? I mean, baseball is not a sport where you play, quote-unquote, Dave Roberts style of baseball, right? Football, Sean McVay, 11 personnel, you know, Kyle Shanahan, right? Your offense for your 49ers. I mean, yeah. those teams bring their own identity. Dave Roberts, he's not asked to do that. You don't play a style of baseball. He gets guys going. He rides the ups and downs of a season better than any manager I've ever seen. I think 100% this is his best managerial year because lots of people thought this was a transition year for the Dodgers. And what they do, they went out there and dominated this division. I think they're going to win this division by five plus games i think dave roberts deserves a ton of credit what are people saying about dave this is their time yeah this is a lot of good stuff because if we do have the fire roberts crowd out there i want to know what the hell they think he should be fired for 
Well, we do have one from Nick Shrunk. He said, fire Dave Roberts. There but he go. hasn't Thank said you, why yet, so uh, to, to be yeah. determined bring, why. Like Dave, uh, like Doug says, you know, bring your facts to the fight. Yeah, but a lot of good stuff. Adriana Fonseca said, Doc's gameplay yesterday of leaving DP in that spot was master class. Square at Sosa said, Doc is my manager. Anthony Keen said, Doc has been actually managing this season a bit more than just following the script. The question is, will that continue during the postseason, or is it back to following the GPS off the cliff? <laughs> You worry about that? Ricardo Ayala said, I feel Roberts gets too much hate just saying. Mike M said, let's withhold final judgment on Roberts until the playoff run. And Nando390 said, extend Dave Roberts. We can keep saying fire Dave Roberts. Kind of funny. I love that point, though. I think that Andy Keen brought up that. Yeah, I mean, he did (laughs) defy analytics at some point, but really he kind of didn't if you really dive into it. But I do think, though, you have to find that balance. You have to know when your gut tells you something versus, okay, we're just going to follow this script. I mean, just like today, you can't go all AI, right? You can't go all ChatGBT, right? You need to have that human element to an extent. I think that Dave has learned. It's taken some time. But I think one thing, Clint, that... I think we're past with Dave Roberts is I think we are past like the whole narrative thing, trying to do something for Clay Kershaw's story and this and yeah. that. I think we're past that at the very he, least. He's he's uh he's evolving, we'll say. He's growing, baby. He, he did that, you know, in eighteen it was the follow of the script. In nineteen nineteen, it was the follow of the script that he wanted to follow with um with Kershaw and to bid him, you know, twenty, he stopped following the script. You saw uh Kenley Jansen not getting the ball in the ninth every single time and that you know that worked out for him in 21 hey the team fell apart 22 tried to follow the bullpen script I need these guys to get to these guys and then it didn't work out granted those guys should have got the Padres they were put into face but it just didn't work out that way really quickly Nick Shrunk did put some information on why he said fire Dave Roberts oh what does he Nicholas said, have to he's say he's our wink our, he's our weakest link in my opinion weakest. he has the best team in MLB that's not true. That's not he true. He does not have the best Last team year, in the MLB. Last maybe. year, the best team in the MLB. But they got, you know, they got, they got. I wouldn't even say they got sucker punched. They kind of sucker punched themselves. Really quickly though, we got a couple super chats. Oh, Doug, Doug dance. dance, Doug dance, Doug dance. Doug does, this, does this work? Dance. What if I do a double choo choo dance? I feel like a first super chat of two <laughs> from Grumpy Four Five Dino. He said, "How do you guys feel about the last two weeks of the season playing seven games against the Giants?" Oh, that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Th- I, I hope it's gonna be fun. I, I, I hope it comes hopefully, hopefully it means something. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean the Dodgers playing? You know, the Dodgers NorCal because there's like six or seven Dodgers on that roster. Exactly Literally. right. Yeah. And then second and from one the from roster. Daniel Suarez, one ninety nine. Thank you, Daniel. He said, "Did you guys see Otani's reaction to Giants' question?" I did not. Anyone else see what he's talking about? I'm uh, not aware. Daniel, feel free to drop Elaborate some extra info in the chat. Mine. I'm guessing it's something about him going to the Giants, maybe. But well, I, he did play the. He, they did play the Giants. Yeah. yeah so oh maybe. yeah. No, I did see that. I did see that in the chat. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> After the Aaron Judge signed with the the Yankees and Carlos Correa signed with the Giants, I mean, the first thing I said was, okay, this hopefully limits their opportunity to get Shoy Otani because from a pitching standpoint, that ballpark makes sense. Of course, the Giants, they have a long history of having success. Say what you want about them. But, yeah, I mean, that Giants team, well, you know why they call the Giants? Because in New York, in New York, all the skyscrapers, they would call them Giants. So that's how they got the name. It's, it's in reference to the buildings in New York. Bring in no his one needed that. No, one, I don't know why I went there, but hey, everyone's hey, a threat. The Giants 100, are a threat. Hundred crazy facts you didn't Thank know you, about the, the Giants. That's why you tune into this show. <laughs> this because you get why. stuff like this. You can't get that anywhere else. Giants, it's not because we're giving away a Mookie Betts jersey at seventy thousand. The one you were on the field. You want to subscribe because Doug F and McCain. 
Yeah, but hey, how do you feel about that? I mean, what do you, what's your take <laughs> I on that? I don't even remember what no, we're about, talking about. Otani, about the Giants. The Giants. A real, about, about real quick aside. No, how do you feel about the skyscrapers? What, 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 I've, what I feel is from this last week of play from, uh, from the Angels, I just cannot see Shohei wanting to stay there, man. They, they went... You know, uh, they went uh, real bad. He going. I, I got, hey, I'm trying to keep this PG. Text going green. Text <laughs> go green for Shohei Otani, right? Like, it's coming. Fire. It's That's coming. Fire. It's coming. Duck's on fire right now. It's right? coming. He, he's going to be on fire after this, guys. We were playing a pickup basketball game. Breaking. Let ankles. me know from you guys. If you guys are picking Wrong you camera. and two we're other do- hey, you we're and two there. other Dodgers, who are you picking <laughs> up for your pickup game? What, do you think this is the ping pong tournament? And also, who's what's, the most famous person famous in your snack? phone? <laughs> what's your Mercy favorite snack? Contest. And also, between everyone in the comments, who's going to get ox? Who's getting ox? Yeah, who's getting ox? <laughs> out, of, out of everyone in Jason the comments, get the ox. Who, who's getting ox? That's what he said. I don't know. The mo- who would we consider? the? Oh, I know the most famous person in my phone is. Doug McCain. Yeah. No, this guy's loaded up. He's got hey, Friedman. Don't touch his phone. He's got don't some touch my serious contacts. That's, 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 that's my money maker right there. <laughs> Doug Dan. I got Noel Sanchez, though. Yes, sir. Doug Dan. Like yeah. <laughs> what? Are we, wait, is there a super I just want him to dance. Oh, Crazy. All right, but f- final thing before we get out of here. Uh, tomorrow starts, uh, is the beginning, really tonight, I would assume, is kind of the beginning, but tomorrow is the beginning of uh, Fernando Valenzuela uh, of Appreciation Weekend. Much deserved, well deserved, is the second most exciting thing that happened at Fan Fest besides the new lights. The lights. At least the way Stan Cassidy. Drone shows. The drone show. Oh, the drone shows. Have you seen one of those yet? I've not seen it in person. Uh, they just uh, they look make, cool. Are they on doing YouTube. that tomorrow? I, I mean, they, on YouTube, they look dull as hell to me. It's like, oh man, that's cool. There's light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They kind of fluent. Oh yeah, no. Oh, I mean, yeah. oh. Noel was good with those. Oh yeah. yeah. What happened? That fool Neil. That fool Neil. Oh, that fool Neil. Yeah. Oh yeah. Taking all the camera asking, time. Asking yeah. all the questions camera out time there. Camera Number thirty-four has been unofficially <laughs> retired for years. It's officially retired as of tomorrow. Going up in the rafters. The Dodgers break their stupid rule about only retiring uh, Hall of Fame numbers, even though they've already broken that rule in the past with number nineteen. Jim Gilliam is not a Hall of Famer, but he deserved to have that number retire. And uh, Fernando deserves that uh, number 34 up in the rafters. So two things. Could this help his Hall of Fame case? And number two, who's next? Are they going to do this again? It does. I mean, we t- when Stan Kasten, I think I we asked him a question about the future and kind of what this opens up. I think it's possible. I do think this is a very special occasion with Fernando Valenzuela. It's been unofficially retired for so many years. We knew that this was inevitable. Like you said, at the top of the show, this is long overdue. Will it help his Hall of Fame chances? I mean, look, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, the war numbers, they're not where you need them to be. The overall statistics aren't where you need them to be. To be but I throw all those out because what you don't see on his baseball reference page, impact. you don't see the impact that yep. he had. I think 100% Fernando Valenzuela belongs in the Hall of fame because if the aliens come down you need to know the story of baseball (laughs) you need fernando valenzuela right he is the story of major league baseball i don't think that you can truly grasp any of us because we weren't living through this era right look go to a dodger game it's half hispanic half mexican americans right that wasn't like that they needed their mexican sandy koufax and they found a way to get fernando valenzuela and i think that changed the sport it changed los angeles forever it of made course, the dodgers what they are today 100 percent. the dodgers million dollars or 300 million fans strong every year three million no, that's way too many three million 300 million <laughs> yeah, <a> no, <laughs> hell yeah let's go when you look at the dodgers Everybody identity in. yeah no absolutely when you look at the dodgers identity that is 
a big part of it. No Fernando, the Dodgers, as you know them today, they're not that team. They're not leading the league in so many different categories when it comes to attendance. They're not making over $500 million, close to $600 million in revenue. And look, the funny thing about all that is Fernando Valenzuela, I mean, he didn't know too much. Right? I mean, he just went out there and pitched. I mean, you're talking about a guy that didn't even know about the displacement at the time. He didn't even know who Sandy Koufax was at the time. And this is someone that is from Echo Wakila, Mexico. And wow. a, a Adobe hut with mud, a mud roof. And you they read were, the book, huh? I did read the book. Eric, <laughs> Eric Sherman's book. And they were considered to be Check the... Check out the interview with Eric Sherman. It's on our YouTube channel. They were the fortunate family because they had a, one hanging light bulb, right? That's where he comes from. He signed his first Luxury. contract for $250. I mean, they had a pig farm and a mount in the back. So you're talking about a guy who has one year of high school education to go and have the impact that he had. It's one of the reasons why I'm so proud to be a Dodger fan. It has nothing to do with the fact that you had Fernando Valenzuela's Fernando Mania, and he has a .4 ERA with five shutouts through his first eight starts, and he is still the only pitcher to have a Rookie of the Year award and a Cy Young award. So, yeah, I look at the peak and what he achieved in such a small amount of time, and the fact that we are talking about someone that had 107, 107 complete games. I mean, how insane is that when you look at modern-day baseball? It's, 100, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, there's a reason, there's a reason you know, he kind of fell apart by... You know, it is a reason why, but honestly, age like and I was thinking about 30. that. It was almost like got a Tommy. part. It, it was kind of the gift and the curse, right? Because look, I mean, you're not. If, look, let's be honest. If you have Fernando Valenzuela as talented as he was, of course, he threw that screwball, which takes a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, it takes his toll on your arm. It's a reverse curveball, right? And look, he threw two different screwballs, right? And different velocities, different speeds. So. Yeah, it did take its toll on him, but I will say this. If you had him in this day and age going six or seven innings, you wouldn't have Fernando Valenzuela mania. You wouldn't have Fernando mania as we know it today. Like I said, 107 complete games. The Dodgers Nuts. since 1991. Look this up this morning. The Dodgers since 1991 have had 197 complete games. And since 2000, they've had 81 complete games. So, I mean, I package that career and you condense it. I, I always, I mean, I was talking to Mark Langell when we had him. I was like, he's almost like the Gail Sayers where he had such a high peak. You consider what he did as far as having an impact. I think he 100% deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because, I mean, I think Major League Baseball benefits so much from him. He's one of the reasons why I'm so proud to be a Dodger fan. Yeah, there, there needs to be more nuance to the Hall of Fame because what he did, what somebody does, the impact they have, somebody has on the game as we know it, that should mean something. And Fernando did a whole lot for the game of baseball, not just for the Dodgers, not just – for the city of Los Angeles, this is this is global. Made baseball a little more global. So, Maz, would day. you retire Miguel Vargas's number right now? All right, good show. Good show. I think you should do a co-retire. Okay, good Maybe show. The only other number we no. need to talk about next is number fifty-five, and hundred percent that agree. That's what somebody Russell in the comments said. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Martin, baby. Russell Martin, but. That's this weekend. Tomorrow, Friday, they are doing the Jersey retirement. Saturday, they're giving out a bobblehead. I don't know what's going on Sunday. Doug will be there on uh, Friday. If you find him, go give him a big hug. Really quickly. A big hug, hug for Doug. Give a question in the stream from Nick R. Nichols. What's up with that Jersey giveaway? Want to give him one last uh, oh. let him know what? Let him know one you last get, time. Get, hey, hey, so far, we announced it. We did a very uh, soft launch. We announced it on uh, on Monday. And you guys have, have really come out pretty. Uh, it's doing better than it's I thought. It's doing really well. Do. You guys so are doing really well. We uh, what are we at? Well, I think we need forty one hundred more. Or is it less than less. that? We less need than about thirty three hundred more. I, I am, don't do math, but we uh, we're doing great. Uh, we want to give that jersey away. If we can find a way to give that jersey away before September, 
Woo, that might be that might get us more excited. We might give away a, a, might give away another one. Hey. Might give away the top of the lineup uh mm. in terms of jersey giveaways to get to Maybe the next. Maybe a game number. worn one. Can we just uh, that could money? get pricey? <laughs> a game worn Vargas probably doesn't go for that much. I thought you, I thought you were gonna retire his jersey. That's true, and maybe statue you know, too. Oh, talking about Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly, guys, thank you. Keep subscribing. <laughs> Not cool, Again, Joe we Kelly. see, I don't appreciate we that. see the numbers, the analytics tell us a bunch of people watch us, and we thank you so much for that. But not everybody is always subscribed. That's how YouTube works. When you give us a thumbs up, we pop up on your recommended either way. Tell the algorithm works. But when you subscribe and you hit that bell, you're guaranteed to know when we're gonna go live. And we're going live. Tell. The wheels fall off because Doug is insane, and uh, you know I'd like uh, you're like crazy, you're crazy you're guys. Crazy. Guys, find us on the internet because when you read our stuff, Noah and I get to live inside the Dodgers.com. Another way to support us: subscribe to Blue Heaven. We're on all of your podcast platforms, so go there if you can leave a review there. That'd be cool. If you could thumbs up or star, the maximum out uh, you, that would help. Subscribe to YouTube again: YouTube.com/slash/DodgersNationTV. Hit the bell, leave a like, leave a comment. To the moon, we are Dodgers Nation on Twitter and Instagram, on TikTok, on all the spots. I am real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy's DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. This guy is no at Noah Cameras on Twitter. Follow him for your uh, nightly scenario or summaries of each and every single baseball game. Yes, sir. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for the super chats. It really does help us. We didn't get to the Shoei platform today or threshold today, which I'm kind of happy about because I don't yeah. want to see Doug drink out of a shoe anymore. But <laughs> we'll be back on Monday, so let's try again then. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home.